Today I'm joined by Judge Liz Wright, and um, she lives uh, is, and is based over in Cambridgeshire. So thank you for joining me today, Liz. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. So um, just briefly, before we move on to discover you as a judge, um, what, how have you been coping with the current situation that we all find ourselves in? Are you still working, or are you, um, are you finding you've got a lot of spare time? <laughs> I'm still working, and I haven't had any spare time since we, since we shut down, to be honest. Um, but I, what do you do for work? Uh, I, I'm a, a magazine editor. Oh, um, right. And I also work for a animal charity as well. Um, oh, as, as a field officer, yes, but obviously yeah. that's come to a halt, although I am working from home. Um, mm. And the magazines, we're still continuing with those, although it's not easy at the moment. You must Do you work from home normally or are you office-based normally? So? I work from home or, or out of a van. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's just it's Radio 4. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Radio 4 when I'm on long journeys, yeah, because I could do some quite good stories and, and everything. So um, with your, so you basically carried on online as normal with all your with all your editing of, of, of the magazines and things, because um, you can do so much remotely, can't you? Yes, yes, it's all done remotely anyway. I... Very, very rarely do we ever have a meeting where we get together. So yeah, it's all done mm. remotely. But I have Are you the able ponies. To... Uh, sorry. No, go. You have the ponies where? Sorry. I have the ponies at home as well, so I'm very lucky. All oh, right. So you haven't had that hasn't affected you too much. Have you had any in work that you've let down, or are you, or are they just ticking over? Um, well, <laughs> I had really good intentions in the winter. We've got a section B that was kind of almost driving, and various other projects. And um, unfortunately, the last couple of months of torrential rain sort of put paid to that. So I was mm. just about to pick it up, really. All right. So they haven't really had a change of routine. So they're no. quite happy at the moment. <laughs> no, they would have done if, if this hadn't have happened. But no. <laughs> no. And and you're work, work work and you're still able to work. So that's fine. So you haven't really had any spare time at all. No. So no no new hobbies or anything. <laughs> Clearing out the pantry, that was my only success. All right. <laughs> um, so, just for actually talking about hobbies, you um, you have all, well, it's not really a hobby, you could say, but you have, you are really interested in um, Glenda Spooner and you have her records. And did you say so you were thinking about doing a biography, is that right? Or? That's right. I have actually, I have actually started it. Um, and I knew her niece, Vivian McCurvin, very, mm. very well. And Vivian, a uh, really interesting story, just wouldn't happen now. Um, Vivian's mother sort of cleared off and left them. And mm. she left Vivian to be brought up by her father, um, which was very much according to how much money they had at any one time. Um, mm. Quite a happy period at a girls' school, but then that came to an end because the money came to an end. And eventually, when she was about 14, they cast around and there was Glenda, newly widowed, Oh, yeah, well, that's an obvious match, isn't it? We'll take the young Vivian over to Glenda. So Glenda oh, right. found herself with a 14-year-old girl. Um, ah. And I used to foster, and Vivian said, well, you know, it worked for me and Glenda, so mm. keep mm. going. So I, I had teenagers too. It's a bit oh, of inspiration, right. really. Yeah. So just to, just to, for people that are new into showing and that, that might not know Glenda Spooner, because she is a, a, um, quite, uh, how, you can explain. Can you do a very short bit of who Glenda Spooner is and her influence that has been, you know, felt throughout the showing? Or right. Well, these are my views, um, but I, I believe that Glenda Spooner really did rescue the um, 
native pony. Um, mm. The MPS were obviously working and had to, can take some of the credit. But what she did was she gave the native pony a shop window um, mm. with the various native pony classes. And when I was a child, I used to put my Exmoor ponies plats in, in tennis balls, and cheerfully enter the um, 14 to an under riding pony. <laughs> So Glenda Spooner, what did she fat? What did she? What guys you you did? Um, just so because it wasn't very clear. Um, you said she helped the M and M. So what did she set up? Did she set, she set up the shows where the M and M's, the Mountain and Moorlands, got um, separate classes, and yeah. even more than that, in fact, more so than today, they had really separate classes. They had young stock, yearlings, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, girls, yeah. stallion, mare. Um, and that gave breeders a shop window to look at the mountain and moorlands, but it also gave people a purpose for keeping them and for mm. enjoying them. Mm. Which so she ran that. she ran shows with with M and M classes the ponies, basically. The ponies of Britain. Oh, so she formed so she formed ponies of Britain. That's which, it. Which <laughs> later, which later, I won't say actually trans became Ponies UK, but it was a transitional yeah. thing into yeah. Ponies UK. I mean, there's there's quite a lot that went on there, but. Um, the whole ethos of giving native pony classes. Well, it really took off, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did took off. And, and as you say, that's what can be felt in showing now. They're very, very strong and they're one of the most popular sections ever. Yeah, yeah. and it's one thing to have, a breed, to have something and um, many, many people did this, otherwise we wouldn't have had the breeds. They kept them going over mm. the years before the show classes came because mm. they were enthusiasts. But that's not enough to keep a breed actually going. No, um, you've got to give you've got to give it a job to do really as well. So you hold all the um, archives, as it were, on Glenda at that time. So that's an amazing thing, and you're and you're attempting in your spare time <laughs> to write a biography on her. Well, I'm sure lots of us that um, have been in showing for a long, long while, like my mother would remember, would be fascinated by that. I hope so. Um, there's a lot more to her than that, though. Really, she mm. um, also worked on um, um, uh, popular flying. And, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot that I really didn't realise. In in some ways, she came, she'd always had horses and ponies, but she came relatively late to, right. to, to founding this um, Ponies mm. of Britain. And um, she had quite a life before that as well, which I think made, made for depth, really. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. All oh, right, there we go. That's, sure. that, that's a note to self, really. You know, she was, I'm a bit older than she was when she founded Ponies of Britain, but... You don't have to be terribly young to do something. No. <laughs> you can still do it if you want to do it. And, and I think, uh, especially now nowadays, it doesn't matter what age you are. No. I think you you can just go. You know, I think particularly uh, age is age is sometimes a good you know a good thing because you've had such experience in life. Well, yeah, and I think that's very true for her. I don't think she could have founded something like that if she hadn't had the commercial experience that she did have. Mm, mm. And if anybody really wants to an unofficial biography. They need to read Victoria Glen Khan, which is a novel, which is very, very loosely based on her life. Um, oh, right. Really, if you want to know about her life, then read that because she's used a lot of incidents in her life in that. Ah, so it's Victoria Glen Khan. Oh, yeah. C A R N. You you can get it on some. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you, if you right. come across a copy, of God's sake, buy it. Right. That's <laughs> quite rare. Right, well, what we'll do, that's, that's lovely to hear that you had all that, because there's so much history in Ponies of Britain, and and, oh. um, and then obviously subsequently with the Lee Smiths and, and Davina and everything. That oh, God, pe- yes. Yeah, that's, 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 um, that people might get in touch to find out a bit more with you. Oh, well, and so, also, if they know, if they met her, if they know her, or if anybody can tell me the link between why she stood Arden Capel at Hanslope. 
You're right, yes, you've discovered that, yes. I'd love to know that. Right, well, we'll move on to get to discover you a little bit more as a judge. So which panels are you on? Um, I'm on all the Ponies UK panels, apart from the Ridden. Yeah. Um, and um, then I'm uh, coloured, BSPA. Yeah, and you're on uh, our panel as well, aren't you? a donkey judge as well. A professional donkey judge. I am. They're very oh, donkey breed. Oh, the donkeys, they are. They, they are very strict. And you're on our TSR panel as well, yes, aren't you? I am. So, yeah, you are indeed. So uh, how long have you been judging? Um, I'm trying to figure that out, really. I think about 30 years. Oh, that's quite a long while. Early, yes. Yeah. And um, how, just tell us a little bit about, about your background and, and the experiences, you know, and the experience you've had with the horses. What you're, Is it the native breeds you're passionate about, obviously? Um, well, actually, it's, I really like riding ponies. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well... I was born in London and I really wanted to ride and my parents said, you have not got a chance, don't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, but also they sent out slightly mixed messages, so they took me to Richmond Royal Horse Show. Oh, and um, they tried to interest me in the show jumping, but I wasn't at all keen on that. Um, and I wanted to watch the children's ridden. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my life between about 8 and 12, when we did finally move to the country, um, reading reading and rereading old programmes of shows and old books on ponies and mm. familiarising myself with all the names of the show ponies and the breeders, etc., etc. So yeah. I was really a bit of a child nerd on that, really. Then we moved <laughs> to the countryside and I got an Exmoor pony. Oh, that, um, was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was quite a hard one to start out on, especially if it was a willful one. <laughs> yes. yes and yes. And um, also, bearing in mind, I've just told you that I really like riding ponies. It wasn't quite what I did. Yeah, the other end of the, end of the extreme yep. spectrum, wasn't it? Yes, just a bit. Um, but my parents weren't particularly horsey, so they kind of left me to it. Hmm. And um, I used to take this pony covering. I know it's not very fashionable these days, but when I was, um, I was only about 13, hmm. and my mother used to cheerfully just wave me off into the mist up a main road with this Exmoor. <laughs> About five o'clock in the morning, with no, uh, mo- you know, we had no mobile phones, no, no. nothing. And I have, um, I have to say, at the um, it was the Oakley Hunt, and they were very kind. I think they were rather bemused, but they were very kind. Uh. To turn up on this this pony, um, so that was quite entertaining. And I really tried to show with him, but we had no we had no transport, and mm. of course um, there were no classes. It was nineteen. 19- 70, and the Mountain Morgan Castles, I think the owners of Britain was, was obviously you know, very much going, mm. but it hadn't quite reached the further regions, the, the no. separate classes, and so I could, never really had a class to go in with this pony. So you got showing a little bit later on in life with a, with a different <laughs> yes. one? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's lovely. So you, you've you did start off, but did you get your show pony to show in the end, or did you, or did you just stick with the natives? Well, the next one I bought um, was my my eight, my twenty first birthday, and my parents didn't give me a present, and really it was just such a damp squib. And I went to Northampton Sales, and I spent my grandmother's money, which was a hundred pounds that she'd Ooh. given me to for, for for university, I think it was. Oh right, hundred pounds on a part bred Arab that kicked me as hard as she could the first time she met me. Oh right. Um, and had flu and nearly died the same night. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, but I had her for 30 years, and I showed her a lot. Um, not at top level, because I didn't have the money and didn't have the trailer, but mm-hmm. we did well, very well, mostly, and um, I learned to deal with something that was quite quite hot, Tricky. really. 
Yeah, yeah. so well, you've got your quality animal I in did, the end. Yeah, yeah. So what, do, what sort of ponies do you own now? I've got uh, four Exmoors. Oh, blimey. So you, it did start a love affair, that first yeah, one, then, really. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I've got four Exmoors, four Exmoors um, and then I've got a Section A and a Section B, um, and other Section A's are rescued. Mm. And, and um, I've got two more Section A's heading my way that are rescues as well. Oh, my God. Um, and um, then I've got an ex-race horse that I had for Christmas two years ago. She's 22 now. And she looks absolutely marvellous, and I was really looking forward to doing some classes with her this spring, but... Of course I can't. No, so you do the in-hand ROR yeah, with her yeah, and the yeah. senior classes, um, yeah, your yeah. veteran classes. Oh, she, think. Looks, she looks lovely. She really does. So I'm hoping it'll lift soon and we can do something. Yes. So with your work as, with welfare, is that where you get your, is that where, how you deal with the Section A welfare? Is, 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 yes, is it, that's how I got her. Yeah. <laughs> so which charity do you help out? Uh, oh, I'd rather not say who I work for. All right, okay, that's mind. fine. No, no, uh, that's fine. That's no problem. I just thought you you could give them a plug if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, <laughs> no, that's fine. All right, so you, um, you that's how you come by your by your yeah, so so is there any highlights, fun. any shows for you as in your judging that stand out for you that you've enjoyed doing? Oh, uh, I actually really I'm a bit boring because I was I'm always the one grinning stupidly and trying to keep my hands off the ponies because I really quite enjoy judging because I like ponies. Yeah. Anything. I hate yeah. the dressing up. Absolutely loathe the dressing up. <laughs> You're I, not alone. It's the only time I wear a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but I do. I do love. I do love looking at ponies. So I think I, I enjoy really most of the shows. Um, but I judged at Cheshire County. Oh God, you know, I'm not sure if it's last year or the year before. And they were they were really big classes, and it brought home to me the enthusiasm there is for this sport. Mm. Mm. No, people are very enthusiastic. Yeah, it's dedication. I mean, when you're entering a class, that has to be split into two classes of 26 each. Um, mm. You know, you, you know, you know that there's not going to be rosettes or prizes for everybody. Yet you still do it. Yeah, and yeah. No, that says a lot, really. No, it does. And Cheshire is a lovely show, and everyone wants to go to Cheshire. So you must have had a fantastic time oh, there. Yeah. You mentioned it. We've we've we discussed Exmoor. So is that your favourite class, or do you have, or is it the show ponies that's your favourite class? <laughs> I like them all, um, and I do try to go to um, training things for all the breeds. Um, hmm. The only breed that I'm struggle with a bit really are the miniatures, and I wish they would run a few more seminars because it is quite difficult understanding the miniature horse world. I find anyway, hmm. and we yeah, there's a lot of different types, isn't there? And, oh God, and things. yes. Yeah, mm. and and sometimes people will say, well, you know, that that should that's scaled down such and such, and you think, well, it's not really. Um, <laughs> um, so I think it would be lovely to. I must make an effort to go and to miniature yeah. the horse show with a with a really good judge because they they're in most classes, not obviously not the sort of section classes, but if you but in in hand they are, aren't they? Yeah, and they are. There's yeah. a lot. They yeah. go in most. Yeah. And I'm very very keen that we don't put things down because. Uh, small like you know oh we can't place the Shetland first or we can't mm. place the miniature mm. first I, I want when I judge I'm trying to judge how what how can I put this it's not a horse against horse if they're mixed is it it's again it's out of the um ideal breed standard so yeah. if you've got a fantastic miniature and you've mm. got a hunter that's very impressive but perhaps not quite so correct you've got to be brave enough Yes, to put the miniature up. Yes, yeah. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Go, no, oh God, but you know that hunter was so lovely and it did that wonderful gallop. Yes, but it's sort of pretty much cow hocked and 
swung yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite with the confirmation yeah, and yeah. her miniature was perfect but the miniature only walked or something yeah, it's a very difficult equation it is difficult to balance it and you do get it in the senior classes quite a lot and because they're all different types um yeah, in the veterans do. you do so with do you have any pet dislikes when you're judging with confirmation or way of going is there anything you really dislike yeah. what, what? <laughs> um i really hate it when they can't go freely right yeah the rhythm and, and freedom of movement i really yeah. really hate it and um, there was a popular show not that long ago where um, people would sort of canter. They'd do a serpentine and they'd canter and then they'd go back to walk and then they'd canter again. And I'd say, oh, for goodness sake, you know, I really just want to see it on both reins, moving as freely and as balanced as I can. I can't see it when you're doing that sort of fiddly show. Yeah, especially if there's no relaxation and it's a bit yeah. tense. You, you, can't, you can't get yeah. that. So. <clears throat> so freedom of pony has a particular issue, doesn't it? Really, because um, it doesn't really flex. That you can't really get an Exmoor pony to flex the neck terribly well. So when you're judging things like Exmoors and some coloured ponies, really some bigger, mm. heavier coloured ponies, you've got to really go on the way of going and the balance, not your idea of what a I don't know thoroughbred or a show yeah. pony would look like. Yeah, so the, but doing a flowing show gives you, you can see the balance and yeah. see how they're, how, they're, how they're working rather than putting lots of things. So, so not a complicated show, you like to, you just like complicated shows. I and you, like them hugely. And you don't like them if there, uh, if there is no sort of freedom in their, mo- in their movement, no matter what type they are. Um, anything confirmation-wise at all? or Confirmation-wise? Um, I think I really want to see, if I'm doing in hand, I really want to see that there's room for a saddle. Some of the types, some of the breeds, yeah, we want a short back, but we want it long enough to put a saddle on it. Yeah, in the Welsh, it's yeah, a bit short. That is the one I'm thinking of, yeah. yes. Um, seat, so yeah. I, I think we want, we want that. Um, I want to see, well, I want to see the confirmation as made out in Glenda's wonderful handbook of showing book which is that. they're about two quid second hand and they're well worth a study for the confirmation section really all right okay they're really really um, good they're really cheap on ebay there's always hundreds of them okay um, so we can reference people there that might yeah, they might be so interesting i'm really look, using using that so i want them to be relatively straight i'll make allowances if they move particularly work freely i will make allowances in the confirmation hmm Okay, that's good to know. So, go, moving on to what you look for and what you like. So, uh, a, a simple flowing show, I think, is um, is, um, is what you like, and so, and a good mover. Um, oh, so, I prefer uh, it when they're in hand, not to see the neck first. You know, so you get some of the particularly happens with section A, doesn't it, where um, somebody's got them so tightly that all you see is the neck. Before you see the head, because the neck head's twisted round. Yeah, the hands to run straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to see so, the head first when in hand, really. <laughs> so in Mountain and Moorlands, we've been discussing a little bit with people. Um, I think you've really sort of answered it in a way that sometimes people set a complicated show, which doesn't suit all native breeds. So you would be setting a, a, a show to that would be that wouldn't be complicated so you could see the freedom of movement yeah 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 i i in my spare time i actually do like to cook a lot and the hardest right. things to cook are the simple things mm. and and a simple show is is harder you can't hide so much in a simple show no 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 
you can't you, it's either it's either okay or it's not okay yeah, isn't it exactly <laughs> so you know you, you're going to get your changes of leg you're going to get your balance you're going to get your freedom of movement mm. I, I don't mind if um obviously if people have got a welsh cob they want to put a bit more trot in i mean you would wouldn't you yeah um, yeah so i don't mind I, I actually quite like people to use, to use their own shows and use their own common sense so that you if you've got pony that does something particularly well you might put a bit more of that in but basically mm. i like this, i like them to do it on a basic simple show type basis yeah okay now that's good to know so movie keeping on the shows what's your view on wrong legs in a show ah oh, that's an interesting one isn't it mm. if you've got two ponies that are absolutely the same perfect and one goes on the wrong leg well clearly you're going to place the other one first aren't you mm. the one that didn't go on the wrong leg but i don't think it should be the automatic put down Right. Um, if ever, if it, it, a show should be a composite of a number of things, not just about one thing. Yeah. And so, so if you're really, mar- if you're marking, what would and and you were with a co-judge, so you're not in control of the whole class. Would you? Um, how would you reflect that in your marks? I'd, um, I'd probably give it half the mark if it went on and corrected because it had started off incorrectly. Mm, so you penalise it quite hard for it. For oh yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do that, but frankly, you would any movement that didn't, like in dressage, you would any movement that. Well, yes. That didn't, but you still might win it if the rest of your um, test or your show was really good, or you might be maybe not first, but you might be somewhere up in the. Yeah, up in the top. Up lot. in the top. Yeah. No, that's fine because um, there some judges have very specific views. Well, yeah, I think I mean I think that's a real good piece of advice to people showing if you do go on the wrong leg, don't act like everything's gone wrong and you're never gonna, you know, don't give up at that point. Just carry on. Practicing, practice, practice, as you can, and carry on to try and do yeah. it the best. The rest in, in like amazing, and then yeah. that might you won't get deducted too many marks, and no. then your confirmation judge might make it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, you've got to be hopeful. I've, I've often been put up right down the bottom, and so yeah, give it a go. <laughs> When you're going, when um, uh, uh, when you're doing, um, how do you take into account the go round? Because there is a little bit of chat now. If you're not, if you don't pull in, or um, or if you're using marks um, on the go, you know, how do you? Do some judges reflect the go round in their mark? Do you do that, or do you pull them in and then do you start afresh? Um, it depends really. It depends really on the sort of judging and rules um, and mark system really. Uh, mm. If you're doing a, if you're doing something without marks, I think the, the go round is, is is quite important because, especially if it's a hunter class, because if something's bad mannered in the go round, or 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 a first ridden class, if something's bad mannered in the go round, you've got to reflect yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're there to be they're there to be well mannered animals. That's yeah. what they're there for. Yeah, uh, you can't have a hunter doing handstands because somebody's come up behind it. <laughs> no, they should be used to it. So, yeah, and I really, 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 I won't let people in if they miss the go round. Right. Yeah. Well, that is a, that is a rule, isn't it? Yeah. That we I must think that's. I think that's um, I've seen people let them in, but I think that's kind of like um, oh, what's the word? It's kind of clever showing if you've got something that won't go round to arrive late, isn't it? Yeah, it can be sometimes. Yeah. it can. So moving on to bits um, and the leading reins and first riddance, there's always a bit of chat about Wilkie's bits. Is, do you have a particular view on on anything in the leading reins and first riddance with Wilkie's? Um, I think if something is um, not, if something's in the rules, if something is, if a bit is accepted within the rules, 
I don't really see that you can penalise because they've used it. Yeah. If, you've, if, if, you, if, if you don't like that sort of thing, then they, you've really got to go... You've it's really got to go back... To, it, yeah. You've got to go back to the uh, society and get them to take it out. Um, yeah. It's not fair, to, it's not fair that, to have a rule and then, oh, well, yeah, but I don't like that rule, so I'm not going to... I'm going to be different about it. Yeah, okay, uh, if, that's if, fine. If, if anybody was wearing any piece of equipment that appeared to be causing the animal distress and therefore that reflected in a bad show, mm. then obviously mm-hmm. you're going to put them right down. So if that, if that child's hanging yeah. on and that pony's trying to get away from it, you're going to be down the bottom, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's, that's, that's fine. It's several judges that it's not a rule, for the, so you have to judge, and to be fair to all competitors, it's, you know, as you say, it's, um, on, you can see it in the way of going whether a horse is happy in its mouth or not. So. Yeah, it's no good taking to Facebook and having a go about it. If you don't <laughs> like a Wilkie, then write to the breed society or whatever agency is under and say, I don't like this Wilkie's in this because I think mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I'd be quite happy to back it and then hope yeah. I'll change it. But it's not for me to set the rules. I just work by them. Yeah, so um, it's a bit like leading, which in leading reins, which lead... Uh, which hand you should lead in. We're advised by, um, by, by certain societies that we should encourage them to lead in the left, but often horses or ponies do win with them in the right. It's, it, so there is no rule on this, but do you have a preference when with leading reins on which hand you like leaders to lead in at all? Or not, not really, no. I'm looking for no. a pony that... Um, I'm looking for a pony that knows what being a lead rein pony is all about. E.g., you're not hanging on to its head; it's just trying to take off with you. Um, I'm, I'm looking for a pony who's really looking at the handler to take mm. some guidance and isn't having to be sort of directed strongly by the handler yeah. or even by the child. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, it's um, just going and doing its job. Doing its job, basically, yeah. I'm looking for a pony that's going to give the child a really nice ride, even if that child's not that good. Um, mm. And um, the handler is able to take the pony out. Could, you know, it could be sort of some um, great-granddad on a sunny afternoon, not be pulled over and left flat down. Yeah. when judging just to sort of sum up really um, you know, what you like to see or don't like to see or, or do you oh, I can't stand dressage saddles on them I can't stand dressage saddles on them on riding horses I really don't like those right so at local yeah. level sometimes you do see that so yeah you can I'm, I'm not I wouldn't put out. somebody down because it's I wouldn't put somebody down because it's um, I wouldn't put somebody a lot of things I don't like I wouldn't put somebody down for I just don't like it um, you just I prefer not to see it yeah yeah I don't like the dressage saddles because I don't think it allows the rider to be um, as free as they might be if mm. they're going to extend I mm. think it pushes down a bit and I don't I don't like I really don't like clippered tails. Right, well that's good. That's yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Actually, we haven't had that one. That's a new I one. Put, <laughs> I would love to put people right down the bottom for occasionally a clipper to the tail. I really would, but um, I wouldn't, obviously, because that's not the point of the class. But um, no. I, I would love to. Um, I don't <laughs> like cravats. Uh, these are very nitpicky personal things. And again, no, 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 that's trust fine. me, I wouldn't put people down for it. I don't like cravats that look like you're wearing some kind of um, napkin around your neck. Right. Um, I don't like I don't I don't like hair that's flowing. I don't mean I mean everybody ties their hair up, but I don't like sort of flowing sort of 
ponytails down the back. I'd much yeah. rather you put it in a bun, but I wouldn't put you down for it. No, I know. So in their mountain and moorland classes, you do see, you can sometimes see a certain level of trimming. So um, you, what's your view on whiskers, actually? That's oh, quite I'd a good one. Them. I'd never touch them. Never. Because no. some judges, um, or the native breeds, obviously, they're supposed to have whiskers. Um, yeah. But now, in, as we were talking, which made me think about it, was a dressage, where they, they, they said that you mustn't trim them. So in the in the show pony type classes, um, do you have... You don't, I understand why people trim them because not all judges are like me and mm. um, I won't put you down for trimming them but I really wish you wouldn't right you prefer them on Cause, yeah, yeah. Cause some, it's becoming a little bit of a, a bit of chat isn't it really it's especially um, sometimes a section B will do two classes they might do a plastic class and a um, and yeah. a native class so I always say just leave them on <laughs> Yeah. I think I think I think it's very sad if you put somebody down because they've trimmed they're not not trimmed the whiskers. I really do. I mean Well but it's not whether you've put them down, but people competitors worry that they're doing the wrong thing. So yeah. they want to do the right thing all the time. So it's interesting to hear judges' opinions on these because, you know, it gives them confidence that they've left the whiskers on and and then that's absolutely fine and that is the right thing to do because it's not always whether you're going to put them down or not. They just want to present them really correctly, I think, is, is, yeah, is what I'm people not like sure. to do. I'm not aware of um, how much research has been done on the use of whiskers, but certainly um, with cats, which I'm fairly passionate about cats, my friends will know. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, actually trimming, taking whiskers off cats can actually cause, does actually cause pain. And, oh, um, Really, really right. means, they're there for a reason. They, you know, they weren't mm. just put there to annoy mm. you um, or for the nose band that caught up in it. They're there for a reason. Um, and I, I, it would be interesting if, if anybody knows of, of any real scientific surveys that have been done. I know they're used for feeling for food when they're grazing, but I don't really know quite what their other uses yeah. are, or indeed if there's any link between anybody that hasn't got whiskers, um, colics or anything like that, mm. who has got mm. whiskers. I'd, I'd love to know. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Perhaps you should Google it <laughs> and yeah, see yeah. what I come yeah. It's amazing what's on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing on the internet. So, well, that's been fascinating. Thank you very, very much indeed to um, to uh, um, find out some of your likes, dislikes, and, and your and your views on things. Oh, so that, that's great. Let me ramble on. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, no, you, you, no, it's been brilliant. And um, we'll leave you with all your work and your editing. There's no rest for you. <laughs> Well, no, now, now I've got now I've got this sort of desire to Google whiskers, haven't I? So, oh yeah, have, have a see whether you can find any research. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>